Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back off because the Jets are allowed to have nice things. Tyler Croft all alone. Mike White finds him for the go-ahead score. And that if Mike White continues to do well, the Jets will have high-class problems. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Coming up from the new film King Richard. Actor John Bernthal, two-time Super Bowl champion Terrell Suggs, plus actor and musician Tyrese Gibson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and the news broke in our number one. We were on the air. How many things have broken in the last week and a half that we're on the air reacting to, Chris? I love it. From Aaron Rodgers uh, playing an anti-vax bingo card on the Pat McAfee show to Von Miller being traded to um, um, Derrick Henry having his foot broken. My gosh. And now Cam Newton is signed with the Carolina Panthers. Love it. The only thing we could compare it to is uh, Fran Tarkenton going from Minnesota to the Giants back to Minnesota. But he didn't win a Super Bowl for Minnesota. Um, but he did. He, he did go to a Super Bowl for Minnesota, right? Cam went to it. Was it an MVP quarterback who went to a Super Bowl for one team, leaves that team, and goes back to that team, or shown the door by that team? Yeah, it kind of unceremoniously his, uh, his right. exit there. You know, Kyle Allen. They decided let's go with Kyle Allen while Cam's foot injury was healing, and then that foot uh, did not, um, you know, heal. Mysteriously or miraculously or unfortunately, yeah, however you want to put it. Yeah, shoulder thing the year before. Oh, and gosh, and he looked foot. good before the, before the foot thing happened. Yeah. Which happened in a preseason game. And guess what, man? The guy who's coming in with his team is the first visitor <laughs> for the Panthers with Cam back on the team. The Panthers are in Arizona for this week. And I proffer to say Cam will not be out there on the field this week. You know, signed on a Thursday, not playing on a Sunday for a new team. So, and you take a look at the money that was reported that he signed for up to ten million in incentives this year, with how much guaranteed? Three and a half million. Four, guaranteed? four and a half, including the million and a half from the Patriots that he had guaranteed. Okay, for this season. so you know what that means? He's starting. Yep, he's starting. And thus, his first start will happen at home against Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. Can't make it up. Yeah, I threw up a poll, Rich. Uh, how do you see Cam's return to the Panthers this season going? Uh, no difference. 
gets them to eight to nine wins or a playoff team. At Rich Eisen Show, vote right well, now. Well, they have the opportunity. They have a defense to be a playoff team if they can be more efficient on offense, not turn it over like they have been recently with uh, Sam Darnold. Let's get uh, McCaffrey healthy. Here we go. McCaffrey, who looked pretty good against New England, over 100 yards. Here we go, bro. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Then there's, um, well, you're looking at me like you got something else. Oh, I was just going to say a player we haven't been talking about today, who we have been talking about all week, Odell Beckham. What do you have, sir? Uh, Diana Rossini from about an hour ago from the Worldwide Leader. Teams are talking to Odell, believe that the wide receiver will wait until games are complete on Sunday before making his final decision, per sources. Hmm. So as you said yesterday, if you're Odell, you kind of wait a while, see how everything mm-hmm. shakes out. Looks like Odell's going to wait till after week 10 on Sunday. So how big is this game? Let's just assume here. How big is this game between New uh, England and the No, Browns? I mean. Or Cleveland and Seattle. I mean, Green Bay and Seattle. Green Bay and Seattle. So he goes to the winner. Winner gets Odell. Winner takes Odell. Um. I don't know if he needs to see how Green Bay looks unless he wants to see how Rodgers looks post-COVID. I don't think you need to see what Green Bay looks like, but you do need to say, like, I'm not signing with Seattle at three and six. Four and five is a different story. Russ looks good. Doesn't look good. Totally different story. Not signing if he gets hurt again with that finger and it's Geno Smith for a three and six team. Why am I signing with that team right now? Difference between New England being six and four and five and five, or maybe he's just maybe um, inspired by Cam and he'll resign with the Browns <laughs> <laughs> or the Giants. Who are the Giants playing? This week? Uh, who are the Giants playing this week? Big game for the New York Giants. They're off. They're on a bye week. So. Uh, win the bye week. It's the only thing I can think of. Who is- else are they? Well, I'm sorry. Who else are they? Who else is involved in this chase that that Saints. he might need to Saints. see? Yeah. So Saints. the Saints. Difference between, let's see how Simeon looks one more time. It makes sense. There's no rush. Like, let's see let's see what you look like after this week. Another injury. You sign somewhere and the quarterback goes out. What if Rodgers comes back and, heaven forbid, significant injury? Saints upset Tennessee this week then. What if Taysom to Odell is the new uh, Brady the Moss? There you go. I mean, Taysom to Odell. Trevor. Well, I'm saying if to Trevor Odell. doesn't work out, you know, we've always kind of wondered what Trevor Taysom Hill to could Odell. Do. What if he wants to go play with Cam? <laughs> Remember they did that video together last year. Yeah, you know, would Instagram break if the two of them were on the same team? Would Odell switch to the weird font? Whatever. I think it's like I said. I I thought it was a smart move for him to just sit back and wait. Odell, just let their, your phone ring. Let your phone ring. You don't need to be somewhere right now. It's too late for you to play this week anyway. Make your decision. So it looks like, I guess, Monday morning, because he's not going to wait much longer than Monday morning. He's going to sign somewhere Monday morning. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get go. into that camp and well, go. So he can play. And yeah, so he can get going. Yeah. Clear whatever protocols you need to clear and go. Yeah. Whatever physical you need to clear and go. Get in the playbook and go. How about that? Then there's tonight. Then there's tonight. Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins. Let's put the Dolphins aside because they're not doing anything this year. Sorry, South Florida and fish fans, even though it is a mammal, just to be buttoned up 
on that stuff. Um, the it being a dolphin. Baltimore Ravens, 6-2. and two. Let's talk MVP race, shall we? Lamar Jackson this year has been terrific. And if you look at his numbers through the first eight games this year and his first eight games of his MVP season, huh. it's the same record, 6-2. and two. He has almost 300 more passing yards through eight games. 400 more passing yards, pardon me. Thank you, Chris. I got you, Math Rich. 400 more passing yards. He's got 2,209 passing yards now. He had 1813 through eight games in 2019. Rush yards. Rush yards. 37 more in 2019 than now. He's got 600 rushing yards through 2021's first eight games. And his passing rushing touchdowns, he accounted for 17 in 2019's first eight games, including a five-spot in week one against Miami, that's the last time he was down there, a five spot in his first game that 2019 season. He's got 15 through 2021, first eight games this year, 15. And uh, guess what? The year that he had these numbers in 2019, he was the unanimous most valuable player. So why aren't we talking about that right now as much as we are? Well, I brought it up on Monday. I know you did it's a collective we NFL media. I get it. I, think, I, I get know. it. I'm, I'm lumping everybody in, Chris. It's a big boat. It's a big boat. Big, 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 big. But the shark is. Uh, He's been awesome. Lamar. He's been awesome. That's your Jaws references for you, Mike. I love you're Jaws. back. I mean, you're back this week, and you know it's you've been out for two days, and you need a bigger boat. I know. I just want to make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> not convinced. No, I'm not at all. Talking about Lamar. Lamar. So. Tonight's game, man. Maybe they go into Miami and he does it again. He starts boat racing everybody, and we start top. I mean, it should they, not be close tonight. Let's the other guys, the, the other guys for MVP that we've been talking about all year: Kyler Murray, yep, Tom Brady, yep, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen. Did I miss anybody? No. Derek Carr has been on the outside of that uh, periphery. You're, you're right? pushing Derek We talked Carr. about Herbert through five weeks. It was four and one. We talked about Herbert. And yeah. Then he turned into a bear for two weeks, to yeah. use the Marshall Falk phrase. Yeah, he wasn't good. Lamar is, I think, going into week 10, your front runner for most valuable player in the National Football League. Uh, Rich Gordon to Vegas. Brady and Josh Allen still ahead of Lamar right now. Brady should be considered for MVP, for sure. I mean, he leads the NFL in yards and touchdowns. Is Lamar already the? He's already got one. We're not. Let's let's start looking around for others. Does no, he already have that Brady count has, against him? Brady has three, and Rodgers has a couple. So no, I don't think so. He deserves it. His numbers are just as good as the year that he torched them all, and he's, I think, poised for a pretty damn big night tonight. I think so too. Yeah. In Miami. The Dolphins are there for the taking, man. They are there for the taking. And is any idea if it's Brissett or Tua just yet? You want to troll around the internets for that sort of thing? Haven't seen yet. And then there's the question here as well I'd like to pose amongst all of this. The AFC team you trust the most. I'm going to throw that out since it's being talked about quite a bit this week. And then 
give you an answer, and the end answer undercuts the question to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just let's just look at the AFC right now, Rich. Yes, please. As we've been talking about all week, eleven teams have at least five wins. Yes, sir. None has more than the Tennessee Titans are at seven. Baltimore has six. Everyone else has five. Right. And the five win teams have either three losses or four. There's yeah, your three four, loss five, teams. and three teams. Yeah, your and three there loss are five, teams. five and four teams. Chargers, Bills, Raiders, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Your four loss teams. Obviously, they haven't had a bye yet. Patriots, Chiefs, Browns, Bengals, Broncos, Broncos. And don't forget the Colts, everybody. The Indianapolis Colts at four and five, just one game out, but in the twelfth spot, deep, deep in the sniffing it column. They would have to go on a pretty big run. Here. So, which one do you trust the most? Trust the most. Trust the most. Oh my goodness! And you say, you know what? If I had to guess, I'll go with this one. Uh, I want a team with a really good coach. Okay. I want a good team with a really good quarterback yes. who doesn't turn it over. Yes. And I want a team with a reliable defense yes. and run game. Yes. The team I trust the most is the Tennessee Titans. What about you over there, sir? Hmm. TJ Jefferson. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the AFC, but. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you don't have an AFC team? I thought you'd have an AFC nah, team. No, nah, I, only, I only have one team in football. <laughs> All right, you jerk. Um, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go with the Ravens. I thought that's where you were going to go, Chris, but you're such a patriot honk, you can't bring yourself to use the R word like that. Uh, Because you want to talk about a run game, you want to talk about a quarterback who's not turning it over very much. And and one thing about the Lamar MVP candidacy this year, as opposed to the numbers that are better and very similar to his MVP campaign of 2019 through the first eight games, is in 2019, it Nobody thought he could come back in a game where they were down by 10 points. Or more. Right, exactly. Nobody thought that. Yeah. He's gotten a lot better as a passer. That's He's 3-0 and in those games yeah. this year. He was 0-6 since coming into the league as a starting quarterback. In those games, coming into this series, now 3-0. and So you choose the Ravens, and you choose the Titans, Chris? I'm going Titans. You're correct, Chris. The Titans? You are. Oh. Sometimes you just got to stare at the situation, and realize what you're looking at. That's what we're looking at with the Titans. If Derrick Henry was active, I think everybody would just not even bat an eyelash. But honestly, sometimes everyone's just like, it's Tennessee, it's the Titans. And you just overlook the fact that they're the Tennessee Titans. They're not in the Northeast and the East Coast bias, and they're not on the West Coast where we are and all that business. And Sometimes you just got to take a look at what you're looking at. And what you're looking at is, in my mind, a coach of the year candidate, Mike Vrabel. Mm. He can coach football, man. And he is just a, a, he's got his guys smart. There are smart football players out there. They're situationally smart. And I know that's associated with someone who's supposedly from the Belichick coaching family tree, but he was never on a Belichick coaching staff. No, he busted his chops at Ohio State. And then went to Houston. Yeah. And obviously coaching with a coach who was on the actual Belichick coaching tree, but he's a Belichick player. He's the guy who knows the rule book, who can can outsmart anybody based on what the rule book is. He's locked in, man. Players dig him. And he's a player's coach, but you know that he's laying down laws. And the defense is getting better. Better. Simmons, Bayard, right? Back end, front end. 
front and back end. I think prior to Sunday night, I would have said the Ravens, but uh, coming in L.A. the way they did without Derrick Henry, and they just beat up the Rams. They got in Matt Stafford's face. They're physical. And that game really wasn't close on Sunday night, so that kind of took it for me. They can take some pieces out of you. And then you look at their schedule. You look at their schedule. I they can beat up the Saints this week if the Saints don't have Kamara at a hundred percent as they apparently may not have. And, you know, Simeon is coming maybe undermanned. I mean, look out. Then they're home for Houston. What a big game at New England. Home for Jacksonville. At Pittsburgh will be the old slobber knocker. That'll be fun. Short week San Francisco visit to kick off week 16 on a Thursday night. Home from Miami at Houston. Where where, where are the losses going to come from? And they're in front right now. They're in front the right now. The only ones I could see on that list. Uh, at, you know, New, at New England, at Pittsburgh, those are the only real potential trip up. Again, Sunday night football, <laughs> Tariko was sitting there at halftime of the Titans beating up on the Rams at one point. New England's a playoff team. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Just saying, it was funny that you threw New England in there out of all those teams. Those are the only two teams where they could I would, lose. I would definitely the, agree with that. What are the other ones? I think the Steelers could beat the Titans. I did you hear me mention the Steelers? I must have missed that because I laughed at the Patriots. Sorry, I said New England and Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. On Sunday Night Football, Tariko asked Dungey and and uh, and Breeze at halftime of the game that the Titans were beating up on the Rams. Hey, you know which AFC team you're looking for? And Dungey goes, oh, that you know, there's a ton of them, I guess, but I'll have to choose the Ravens. And it's just like. Just look at the television set. Yeah, we're watching. Because sometimes I don't know if people think that Tannehill can go the distance. I think maybe still that's is what it is, or the defense, him, yeah. or the defense isn't that stout, but they're they're getting stouter. I think also when you lose a guy that I mean you've been touting is perhaps the best player in the game, you lose someone like Derrick Henry. I Understood. think a lot of people kind of feel like your team isn't going to be able to survive that type of loss. It's significant. You can't replace the guy, but he's you the have diminisher, a diminisher, Rich. I know he's the diminisher, but I don't know how much how diminished they they're going to wind up being as a team uh, if Adrian Peterson can come in. And I know that's a huge ass f with a thirty six year old. But as you know, uh, on NFL Game Day Morning Thanksgiving Day Show, that's in a couple uh, weeks from today. As a matter of fact, um, we get a chance to mulligan on our on our Super Bowl pick. You're going to and I had out? Chiefs. I had Chiefs and the and the Bucks. Absolutely swapping off the Chiefs. I'm hopping on the Titans right now, barring mm. anything else. You're keeping Bucks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Brady Rabel? Excuse me. What did I tell you last year <laughs> after I chose the Bucks preseason to win it all and then hopped off them on Thanksgiving because they were 7-5 and five, yeah. and then hopped off them going into the playoffs them. for the Packers? I mean, I get it. What did I tell you? Yeah, I'm never no, doing no, it again. I, I understand. I'm not going to do that again. You can't. <laughs> you can't. No way. Okay. Not with PB12. Correct. I am not going not to do chance. that again. So, correct. Not I'm not going. I'm not getting off of it. Nope. I mean, I, I'm down. I, I okay. believe you. And just knowing Henry, Derek Henry, he'll be back. I don't know, man. I know that. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. The new film about the Williams family starring Will Smith and this man, John Bernthal, coming up, talking King Richard, Wolf of Wall Street, and more coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to have here on the Rich Eisen Show one of the stars of the new film coming out in a theater near you, as well as uh, HBO Max on November the 19th, King Richard. Uh, Will Smith plays uh, Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, and the man who plays the role of Rick Macy, one of the more famous tennis coaches in the history of the sport, is John Bernthal here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, John? How you doing, man? I, I really appreciate you uh, you have me on. And I, I agree. You know, the Gigolo Show, it, it is based on your life, man. And that is why <laughs> I have my picture up on your wall while I was shooting it, man. I was glad. Now, now that whole thing makes sense. Wrong, you know I mean? wrong, Richard. That's gear you were thinking of, not Eisen. <laughs> wrong, Richard. Right, there you go. There yeah. You go. <laughs> but I am an officer, though, and a gentleman. Um, there you go. Oddly enough. Um, so you're from D.C. Does that mean you root for D.C. teams, John? I do, I do, uh, uh, um, and that's uh, that's not always the easiest thing. I mean, uh, being a football team fan, um, you know, has definitely been a struggle. I, I think, um, you know, right now I'm shooting in Baltimore. Oh boy. Um, so to see sort of like what the Ravens have done, and and you know what, um, you know, to to, to see what Ozzie Newsom did with that team for so long, and it was it was quite tempting to sort of abandon ship. But I'm I'm one of these guys. I. I uh, I bleed the burgundy and gold. I'm I'm not going to change. And you, you know, I came up in you know '83 and '84 mm-hmm. and '87 and '92, where we uh, you know we won and, and participated in Super Bowls with different quarterbacks. And I just I just don't think that's really uh, it's it, it's it's just not really possible anymore. Man. You spend time <laughs> quarterback. Do you spend time in RFK as a kid? Did you ever go? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those and, and 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 RFK was a you know it's just such a special place to see a game you know dc is a really interesting city it's it's um 
you know, it's like a northeastern city with a very southern vibe. And then you've got Virginia right there and, um, you know, Maryland. It's, it's all kind of like this conglomeration. But I felt like RFK was sort of the one place where everyone really came together and the whole stadium rocked. And I miss those days. And I miss, I miss that team with all my heart. So were you a Nationals guy, too, a couple of years ago when they went on that run? And won it all? Again, I'm not, I'm not a real bandwagon guy. I mean, I love the Nationals. And I, I was rooting for them. But, you know, when I was a kid, we had the Orioles. So that, mm-hmm. you know, it was the days of Brady Anderson and, and um, Palmero. You know, yes. I, I, I grew up an Orioles fan, so. So you're Brady Anderson at Palmieri. You're, you're also cursing uh, the uh, umpire Richie Garcia, calling the Jeffrey Mayer home run. That that's that's that era is what you're the saying, fan, John. All that stuff. Yep. Okay. But you're so you're in Baltimore now. So that's good for you at least. You know you're you're around the Orioles, even though they. I think you might have won more games playing baseball this year than they did, John. You know it's entirely possible. It's really easy to get a ticket, man. So it's super fun to go to the stadium. It's a beautiful you know I mean? stadium. It really is, uh, Camden Yards. So let's talk about King Richard, because um, I, I was on Sports Center when when Richard Williams was saying uh, about his daughters how terrific they were and they were going to change the game. And I remember when Serena uh, first started playing, we're like, okay, she she's not going to be as good as Venus, and he says she's going to be better. And we're all like, oh, okay, you 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 have our attention. And then he was right. Then he was right. right. Um, so what did you learn about this process going through all this playing the tennis coach uh, Rick Macy in this? Uh, look, I, I mean, I think like I, I think a lot of people are going to walk into this movie, uh, you know, with a bunch of um, preconceptions that will prove to be sort of misconceptions. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll sort of have this narrative about what I, I think there's something that goes with sort of the, the, the overbearing sports parent um, that, that we think that, that that's just this enormous amount of pressure, this sort of um, unwillingness to, um, to sort of uh, bend and, and, and to make sure, you know, to, for lack of a better word, just to always be sort of, uh, you know, kind of having, you know, just pushing the kid forward, pushing the kids forward, making sure they reach their goals. I think people are going to be really surprised when they really see sort of what kind of his plan and what his method was. And, and, and most of it was really removing the pressure that he puts on his kids and, 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 and making the game fun for them. Um, I, I, I think the movie kind of ultimately is this beautiful sort of meditation on fatherhood and on family and on faith. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I think it's, uh, I'm really proud of this one. I don't say that all the time with, with the movies that I'm in. Um, I, I think what Will does and what, what, what these uh, two young women do um, is, is, is staggering. And look, for me, it's a sport. You know, I played sports in college. I grew up playing sports. Never played tennis before. But getting sort of the mindset of, um, you know, a tennis coach. You know, I trained extensively. Uh, they let me train my own um, you know, top 50 junior uh, 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 women's uh, tennis player uh, to sort of like learn the vocabulary of, 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 of coaching. And, uh, you know, I, I learned a ton about the sport and just how unbelievably mental it is. And I came away having a ton of respect for it and um, a ton of respect for the Williams as a family, uh, you, you know, in, in a new way, in a new way. And I think, look, I, I think raising sort of, you know, one superstar best athlete of all time is miraculous, but but doing it twice, yeah. just I mean, there's like no words for it. And, and uh, I think you really see 
sort of a, you, you get a front row ticket to sort of seeing what the process was there. And this is not just like sort of a highlight reel of the great moments of the Williams sisters' lives. It's really about the family and how the family kind of got them there and how it was really this collective familial effort. And I think it's pretty beautiful. So you, you coached a top 50 player. Is that, is that why Emma Raducanu won the U.S. Open? Because we were wondering how she got that. Is that was that you, John? Is that you're doing? Man, in the Judas. You, you know, yeah, you know, it was more. Look, the guy who made the film, Ronaldo Marcus Green, he's an awesome director. He and I connected immediately. Look, we both play college baseball. Mm-hmm. We both come at this whole thing from athletics, and we really it's important to us that you know you make a movie about a sport. You got to get the sport right. And for me, you know, admittedly not knowing anything about tennis. I said the only way this is going to work is I got to lose a ton of weight. I got to look like a tennis player. And then I got to really learn the game. And, and what was really great, what I'm super grateful to him and sort of for Warner Brothers in general for doing is they, they didn't only provide me the infrastructure to learn the game, but they, lear, they, 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 they let me learn how to train someone. Again, the vocabulary of that, how you train, how you feed, different drills. And, you know, the way that these folks at the Wheel Tennis Center in Ojai, California, trained me is they let me actually work with one of their players. Hmm. And uh, it was great. I got to go see her compete. Um, I got to train her myself. It was, uh, it was awesome. And uh, now I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm taking that on to my, to my youngsters. So it's Emma Raducanu, right? That's who it was. I mean, just say it, John. It's okay. Okay, if you, if you coached her up like that, I mean, that's, yeah, man, I signed an NDA, man. Okay, very good. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, were any of the Williams family uh, around? Like, did Will Smith pick the brains of uh, Richard Williams, and uh, were Serena and Venus any part of this at all? John? They were. They were. You know, um, the, the, the um, their sister Isha was on set every single day, and she's a producer, and um, she was enormously helpful. And that, that's one of the other things you're going to find out about this family and, and, and all of the sisters. They were all they all are extraordinarily talented and successful in, in their paths. And that was sort of one of Richard Williams's rules. I mean, there was no tennis unless the grades were perfect. And there was no you had to go to church. You had to you, you, you had to do your chores. You had to, it wasn't just sort of tennis over everything. It was uh, how is tennis going to serve you, not how are you going to serve tennis. Um, and then Serena and Venus, they were around. They did come to set. Um, you know, I had a wonderful conversation with Serena, you know, right off the jump, just talking about Rick Macy and talking about, you know, I think, look, again, as an athlete, you, you know, I credit so much of my success and my happiness and my peace of mind to the wonderful coaches that I had coming up. And I was mm-hmm. trying to think, you know, what, what makes a coach great? And I think, you know, Rick Macy, what everyone says about him who played under him sort of to a person, they just made the game fun. Everything was a game. He's larger than life. You always want to keep you laughing, always want to keep you happy. And, um, you know, it, 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 to remember that the game needs to be fun. And um, Serena said that, you know, her time at, at, at Rick Macy's was one of the funnest times of her life. And so I really try to take that to heart. Yeah, he coached Roddick and Capriotti and also yep. uh, uh, Sharapova, Sharapova. Um, so so um, it's you know, and so did you reach out to him as well? Did you connect yeah, with him? Yeah, so we, we 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 did. We, we we spoke, and you know, he's got a book and ton of stuff on the internet. He's going to be at the premiere this weekend. I can't okay. wait to uh, shake his hand and meet him in person. But he's real happy with the movie. And oh, look, he's uh, he's an interesting character, man. He's got his own vocabulary. He's uh, he he's got these things called Macyisms. Uh, you know. Uh, let's put a little more mustard on that hot dog and um, uh, find the slot, rip the shot, that kind of stuff. And he's he's constantly sort of doesn't mind being kind of the butt of the joke, just as long as that's getting you to play harder. And I really respect that. He's got um, this pure, pure love for the game 
And I think that's, that's why ultimately sort of Richard Williams let him fit into the sort of overall plan and, and, and eventually hired him and then moved to Florida to go live on his, you, you, you know, and, and be a part of that academy. And, uh, you know, I think these are two guys that really were used to doing things their way. And, um, you know, the compromise that, 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 that Rick sort of had to take in order to work with Richard, um, I think that's, that, that calls for some of the most interesting stuff in the film. Okay. Are you a servant volley guy, John? Or are you, what, what are you, uh, are you uh, uh, like a magician, uh, like uh, you know, Federer? Like, what are you? I just like John? to let my sheer athleticism, you know, win Understood. the day. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're <laughs> grit it out. you got to tough it out. You know, those five setters, that's, that's, how you, that's how you survive. All right. So this will be great. Again, King Richard available in theaters um, on November 19th, also on HBO Max. John, give me your give me right now, please, for everybody here, the best Wolf of Wall Street behind the scenes story that you can tell anybody on live television and radio. Please. What do you oh, got? Oh man, me? the best. What do you got best. for me? Um, Scorsese, you know, Leo, I, what do you got for me? Anything? McConaughey, if you're around any of those scenes, um, when look, he was on set? I, I mean, I I think I think I think my, 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 my favorite story my favorite Wolf of Wall Street story is that whole thing with uh, sell me this pen. You know, that, that, that whole thing with the supply and demand and, and, and uh, you know, where that came from. Leo was walking to set that day with his security guard, who was a retired New York City detective. And he had turned to Leo and he said, you know, back in the day, I uh, had an interview to work for the real Wolf of Wall Street for Jordan Belfort. I walked into the interview and all he did is he handed me a pen and said, sell me this pen. So in that scene, Leo just walked in and completely improvised. He just handed me the pen and said, sell me this pen. And the rest of it was improvised. And the thing is, is, you know, that um, it was that sort of that that entire movie was just kind of electric, you know, working with Scorsese. I mean, I imagine it's, it's um, you know, like like with Belichick and is it like with any of these guys? It's 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 you know, he's the best of the best. It's the mountaintop. And, and, and somehow he's able to literally get the best out of every single person on set. And um, I think it's a lesson for all of us, no matter what business you're in. You know, he really he takes the leash off and lets everybody fly. And, uh, you know, I, th- th- literally I could tell you a story pretty much about every day. Some of those things I probably shouldn't tell you, but there's things I could tell you pretty much about every day on that set that would, uh, it was, it was, it was electric and it was alive. And it's the way film should be made. All right. Is there something that couldn't make it? Even Scorsese said that's too much. Anything like that? No. Um, you know, no, we were really, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, Leo talked to us before that movie was made. And, you know, he, I remember he's, uh, you know, he's such an unbelievable leader. And, you know, he said to us before we started shooting, he said, look, this kind of movie will not be able to be made in five years. This is the last time. A movie like this is be able to be and like he did, he had that foresight. He's like, you just won't. So I am asking you all to push the envelope. Like, just go for it. Whatever depraved, sick thought you have in your mind, <laughs> go for it. And he's like, that's what this is about. And, uh, you know, he's absolutely right. You couldn't make that movie now. And uh, it's a masterpiece. And so, I mean, look, crazy things happened every day. Some things made it in, some things made it out. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you every single day there was, uh, you know, look, a lot of naked bodies, okay. uh, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, pretend debauchery, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of just pushing the envelope. But, you know, like, that's, that's, that's what the movie called for. That might be the name of our fantasy team. Please write down Chris Brockman. We, need, we do this all the time. Pretend debauchery would be a great <laughs> fantasy team name. That's pretty good. Pretend <laughs> debauchery. And we know what the avatar is. It's John Bernthal and Wolf of Wall Street. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> uh, there's so many other uh, of your... Um, credits I could go for right now to ask you about from Sicario to, you know, uh, Baby Driver, Ford versus Ferrari. But, John, it's very rare 
that I have somebody on the show that has a similar credit to me, uh, John. Uh, you and I share the fact that we've both been in two episodes of CSI Miami, John. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. And, uh, have I been in two? I didn't know that I was in two. Well, you, I'll take it, man. Yes, you were in. We looked this up. You were in the episodes. Uh, you played Harry Klugman. Uh, no relation to Jack, <laughs> I imagine, right? Um, okay, I don't okay, think so. okay. You play. You you were in the 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 two episodes called Vengeance and Killer uh, Date. That's what <laughs> you were go. in. Um, I was in two episodes. You might have seen them or missed them. Uh, Caged and Deep okay. Freeze. I was I in like both it. of them. Um, on one episode, I played announcer, and the other one, wow. interestingly enough, I got, I guess, upgraded or more descriptive, male announcer. I was in the other okay, one. Okay, there you go. There um, you go. <laughs> but I wasn't helping solve crimes at all. What's your, what's your, what's your, your best Caruso story? You got a good one for me, David Caruso? I don't, I, you know, I didn't really work with him on that stuff, <sighs> so I'm going to fail you on that one, man. I, I, I really don't, you know? I can't, you know, on those shows, you're either the guy who's lying or you're, you're the guy who says who is lying. You know what I mean? I can't even remember which one I was on that. You know, that was, <laughs> You've moved on. You've moved on. You've turned the page from CSI Miami. I haven't. You know, I haven't. Hey, man. Hey, hey look, man. Not, not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm real grateful for being on the show, but really do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean that I won't ever forget it? What does that mean for me? It's great, man. It's great. Male announcer. Hey, listen, man. You yes. know, look, the, the thing you got to go for is, I, I, for me, it was just always about getting a name on that show. Sure. I remember my very first role, I was stage manager on One Life to Live, and I do remember that. Okay. And my lines were, and in five, four, three, two, and I pointed at, I could, they didn't even give me one. I had to point it. <laughs> and like, you know, I, like, you know I, I, stage manager, but, you know, at least I, yes. I would have appreciated male stage manager at the time. So sure. you do have that. Well, and, and you could have ad-libbed and gone, you, you could have said the one, but uh, it was your first gig, and you probably just wanted to stick to the script. I get it. Don't want to totally push the envelope. John, yeah. thanks for the call, man. Um, everybody should go see King Richard in theaters near you and on HBO Max on November 19th, and you've got a ton of upcoming stuff. That American Gigolo that I mentioned prior to you coming on, that is a Richard Gere, t the television version of, of that? Is that what it is or, or no? Yeah. Uh, loosely, man. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's based off that, you know, obviously sort of modernized, and it kind of takes place after the, 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 the kind of the crime that's committed. Um, as you can imagine, not the, uh, not, not the best thing to run by the, the, the wife and the kids when I told them that was the new gig. But we're still trying to that it's work, John. It's work, you know? It's work. Fantastic. And then uh, The Unforgivable, which is going to be on Netflix with uh, Sandra Bullock uh, in December. Uh, come back then. Let's see what the WFT looks like then. We'd love to chat, uh, chat again. John, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, guys. I really appreciate right it. Right back at you. That's sure, John too. Bernthal or at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y Bernthal on Twitter and Instagram. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Great. Could you imagine? I like that guy. Hold on man. a second. Hold on uh, a second. Hold on awesome. a second. Hold on a second. Let's just linger here for a second. Okay. You are fortunate enough to get cast in a Martin Scorsese film. Okay. You are an actor. Through. I mean, you get cast in a Martin Scorsese film with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, baby. Oof. Okay. As you know, DiCaprio's done many films. It's either mostly a Scorsese film <laughs> or a Tarantino film. Right. Correct? I don't think I'm telling uh, you the tales Tarantino, out of school. I think it was his first Tarantino. I thought he's done. No, he's, he, he was. Oh, yeah, he's done a few Tarantino. Yeah, 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 right, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh. Yeah. He, well, yeah. So. Yeah, he did Django. 
So, I don't know. Scorsese, right? And DiCaprio reaches out to you and says, you, I'm asking you <laughs> to just throw every caution to the wind. Yeah, go for it. And go for it. How great is that? How about Leo how, being how, like, how great must that be? in five yeah. years, we can't make this movie. Yeah. Like, our window is now. Yeah. Every, like Spaceballs. Everything that's happening now is happening now. Right. Go back to when. We can't. We missed it just now. <laughs> Go yeah. for it. And you're okay. like, yes. And they did, didn't they? That movie is amazing. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. That's one of the most uh, used memes, right? And Yeah. Especially when scenes athletes like to use that when they're right. re-signing yeah, with they, the team. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not leaving. Oh, my gosh. Right? I think that's what happened when Paul George told the Lakers no. <laughs> he saw stuff like that. <laughs> not from Paul, but at any rate, fun stuff right there. That was fun. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. T-Sizzle will help us take you to tonight's Thursday night football game. Terrell Suggs, who I haven't spoken to in forever in a day. Uh, he will be joining us in hour number three, and so will the great Tyrese Gibson. We'll play Celebrity True or False with him. And by the way, it involves uh, a, a, a Benihana in his backyard. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know where anything is anymore. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, honestly, I, I just we just showed a video from the Super Bowl in Miami, our last on uh, on audience on DirecTV in front of a live audience, and I was wearing this great-looking shirt, and I don't know where that is anymore. I don't know where that is. I don't know where any of these sweaters are. I'm going through the, the closet. I mean, I don't know what's happening anymore. That's how I found that Instagram p- picture that I posted today of me and Stuart you Scott from back in the day. Stuff? I don't know, I mean, I don't I mean, know where thing, anything is anymore. I know that feeling. I'm going through old boxes and throwing stuff out right now. It's, it, not, it's actually liberating. Is that what you're doing with your spare time? Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I did for a week. I know. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Shane in Boulder, Colorado, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Shane? Hi, Rich. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, I just um, am amazed that the NFL came out and said that they agree with that call on Cassius Marsh from Tony Corrente. When Chris Sims is now coming out saying he's had a similar situation with Tony Corrente when he played in the NFL and explained said situation, I just don't get it. What what, get what it. situation is that it. for for those who might not have uh, been privy to what Chris Sims said? I assume on uh, on this streaming service. Um, well, he, on he uh, came Talk. out and said of a situation when he played in the league, he got roughed. You know, and he didn't get the call, and he said a curse word to Tony Corrente, and then Tony Corrente then took it into his own hands to not do something for him throughout the game because of that. And then he asked him why, and he said, well, uh, you didn't apologize to me. So it's actually like a personal matter while he's a ref. Like, not okay, disagree with the NFL, but also I kind of see it, why they're doing it. Like, trying to save image right now with, like, the whole Washington stuff going on, John Gruden, they don't want their refs, you know, they got to agree with their refs right now. I get it. Save your image. Appreciate the also, call. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Also, uh, Scotty Pippen's coming on ESPN talking a lot of trash to Jordan and stuff or whatever. He sure has been. Yeah, that dude's nickname in Chicago. You could ask anyone from Chicago. That dude's nickname is No Tippin' Pippen. No, I know. We've heard that one before. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. <laughs> Never heard that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, man. I mean. Tippin' Pippen. They are backing up their officiating, and I understand why they'd want to do that. I understand why the NFL would want to do that. I told her, I said, you're making a mistake. You're turning fans off. You got a guy here saying, what the hell is all going on with that guy? Uh, I honestly, I, that that play just has to be let go. I've I've made my I've made my my speech on it this week. I don't need to do it again. Check yeah. out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all that stuff. They'd agree Please. because it came from the top, right? They're telling the ref I don't know where to it came throw from. these flags. So, of course, you were not going to throw the ref under the bus, right. would they? They wouldn't uh, do that. Unless we can parse this one out. That's my point. We were trying to get certain things out of the game. When we're talking about certain things that should get out of the game, I proffer to say nobody in those competition committee meetings and the subcommittee meetings with the coaches is like, let's get guys who stare at a bench between the numbers and the hash marks who say nothing and saunter a few steps. Let's get that out of the game. With three minutes to go in a three-point game after he makes a big play and gets his defense off the field. Let's do that. No. That did not happen. So if it's happening in the game and it was the unintended consequence of why we're actually enforcing the rule that's already on the books, then don't call it and back it up and say, you know what, this is the sort of stuff that we prefer to be out of the game, but we also prefer it not to be called at that moment in time. But everyone's now on notice again. One more time. Don't do this stuff. Again, and like I said, 
it's your job as an official to be unemotional, call it as you see it, and make proper decisions in the crucible of an NFL game. The job of the player is to remain controlled in a game of uncontrolled, sometimes passion and emotion. So let's help those guys out when they get in the gray area by not calling something in the gray area. How about that? Let's help the guys out. Boy, I commented on it again, even though I said I wasn't going to comment on it again. <laughs> Did I? And that's the problem. We've been talking about this all week instead of how awesome Justin Fields play, how great the Steelers have been winning four in a row. Yeah, that's boring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're that, saying. That, and that's the problem. I know how what I you're can saying. transfer my calf to Randy Gregory in time for Yeah, how TJ can donate his perfectly healthy calf to Randy Gregory. You know, I got two of them. I'm good. <laughs> You can take one. I have a feeling. God, if you listen, I have a feeling both of yours wouldn't be uh, good enough for for Randy. Gregory. <laughs> I don't know, man. What he's used to. <laughs> I don't know how much two? work your calves have gotten well, lately. The truth yeah. is, my calves are spectacular. I got a good looking calf. If Phil Mickelson. If we took both those calves, and I don't know, Rich. I don't think that's that's the one body part that I do work. On. I can't even get my pants up over these things. Why man? are you working that out? Just getting off the couch? Is it? Well, you know, kind of. It's easy. You know, walking in and out of here every day, walking in and out, you know, (laughs) I think the Falcons might win this week. Oi, oi, is this this thing on? It is. All right. Why why do you think that Cowboys are right for the pluck in? Uh, Cowboys have looked terrible two weeks in a row. Um, They haven't had two weeks in a row. They look terrific with Cooper Rush. I know. What are you talking about? Look terrific. They sure they look terrific. They won. They look terrific. Yeah. (laughs) They did not look terrific. Sure we did. That was more of. You were getting getting Cook and and Cousins off the field and getting back out there. That was more of. No. Minnesota's inefficiency inability to take advantage. I, I thought or that, there was the Dallas' defense that kicked in those inefficiencies. Or in or they're a better offense with Cooper Rush at the control. Maybe that's it. Maybe you got a better quarterback. Maybe you've got your own Mike White. Come on, bro. Ain't situation. Nobody, no, you're not. Maybe you got me your own that. issue. I'm over here flexing my calves. I'm not worried about that. I mean, you know, oh my God, you're a little Capri pant right what now. What is going? Wow. Wow. What are Jeez. we Whoa. doing? Jeez. Yeah. Schnorts. That's not a bad calf, actually. Thank you, wow. sir. I'll be honest I with mean, you. It's, it's I went higher register on TJ's calves. Damn. By the wow. way, new nickname, TJ's calves. Higher register TJ calves. No, I can't get these pants back down. That's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they, the legs already swelled up. That's it. We've had some good fantasy names this week. T- Peter King's anointing oils. Right. Taunting obesity. Was. <laughs> rubber right. chicken banquet and pretend debauchery. But the, the middle two are from the Dick Butkus interview yeah. on Dick Tuesday. Having Dick Butkus come on after the I Bears lost that way and he was all wound up and he was trying to he was Ugh. there to say fight obesity. Yeah. <laughs> and after what happened with Cassius Marsh, I told him he was taunting obesity. He almost cursed at me. Pretty good. <laughs>